Hello and welcome to Then One Day. I'm Veronica Gordon. Throughout this programme, I've met with many community business leaders and champions from the team giving new life to a revolutionary bookshop in my hometown of Southampton. To actually feel the weight, the way it's cut even, I think a book is a wonderful artefact. It is. To the man teaching South Shields how to surf. We're right on the beach, on this um, pedestrianised walkway on Sandhaven Beach in South Shields. We work out of two shipping containers, 20 foot and 25 foot, which we've painted bright blue and red. Starting a podcast about community businesses up and down the country during a global pandemic was no easy feat. And it soon became clear that there wasn't a single business that wasn't impacted by COVID-19. As it's the last episode of the series, let's delve deeper into what we've learned over these uncertain times and highlight some of the positive changes we can take forward. To help me do that, I called up Ian Boyd from Notts County Foundation, the charitable arm of Notts County Football Club, to ask him what impact this past year has had on the charity. How has the pandemic impacted Notts County Foundation's programmes and finances? It's been fairly large. There has been a definite impact. It's meant that we've had to become very flexible. We've had to adapt. We've talked about being agile and and kind of using agile delivery and agile budgets over these last 12 months or so. Right at the beginning, like I imagine most other organisations across the country, we had to take everything online. There was a large proportion of our community projects that we could take online, so some of the mental health support. But then, yes, when we're thinking about our gyms, our swimming sessions, there's obviously some things that couldn't be delivered online. Although we have started doing kind of online fitness classes and hit sessions and that sort of thing. So Zoom, Teams, whatever it might be, these online video calls, they are pretty adaptable. But yes, when it came to things like the physical building, it has been closed and that's massively affected our trading and our income. So we have been, as I'm sure again, lots of others have been, we've certainly worked around the furlough scheme, the government grants, the statutory support that's been out there. That's been a lifeline for us. But We've tried to adapt. We've tried to be agile, as I say, where's necessary. With things being closed, and I'm guessing that had a negative impact on finances, how did you cope with that? Some of it you try and make up elsewhere. Some of it, I think you've probably just got to recognise that it is, it's illegal to open. You are now closed. The leisure centre can't open. We try and explore different areas. I mentioned online sessions. So where we were able to deliver online PT classes, a bit like Joe Wicks, where we were able to do that for our members. We looked into that and we did a few sessions of that. So we were trying to adapt. We were trying to make ourselves future-proof. And there's, there's some bits of this that I think will stay. There's some blended delivery that you can't ever take away from the face-to-face and the physical, but some things could stay and remain online. So I think it's about that blend. 
We were very grateful and very lucky, if that's the right word, to have a number of very supportive partners. So whether it was some of our like reaching communities or the lottery or working with our NCS partners, sometimes the amounts that we were expecting did change. And so that threw up challenges in itself around cash flow and forecasting because it's having to kind of change on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. But a lot of the the restricted funding that we had planned to come in did come in. Our accounts are still being audited, so these are not kind of final figures, but we fell from about a £1.7 million business to about a £1.1 million business over the course of the year. So it has clearly had a fairly large effect on us, which again is where I point to the furlough scheme and also some of the, um, the tax relief and the local authority grants. It's a slightly less pleasant side of things, but we were able to look at the structure of the organisation and we did need to make some changes. And unfortunately, there were some redundancies as part of that. But again, when we're looking at the total business and the future, if we've been around for 31 years and we're obviously wanting to be around for the next 31 years, there were some fairly unpleasant conversations that needed to happen. But in order to stabilise ourselves and to have that sustainability going forward, yeah, some of those decisions needed to be made. So again, in terms of, of our fighting fitness and our kind of the boxing analogy or fighting weight, we are a kind of leaner, meaner more agile organisation than we probably were two years ago before the pandemic hit. Coming out leaner and meaner sounds like one of the benefits. Um, Are there any other benefits that have come out of the lockdown? I think it's around the networks that we've been able to establish. I talked about this community engagement and I think historically and quite rightly we've worked within networks around sport or football yeah kind of that physical activity side of things and that's great and we will continue to do that but we've been able to grow some of our more volunteering networks some of our more locally based some of the faith-based we've recently just as part of a, a consortia we've got some money in locally and that's got absolutely nothing to do with football and that's probably one of the first times that we've done that so we're being now known in our own right outside of the Premier League, outside of the EFL, which doesn't mean that we're not going to work with those guys because they're definitely very deep-rooted strategic partners of ours. But yeah, we're working with a local photography group. We're working with the, the Canal and River Trust. We're getting out onto the canal and the River Trent over here. And so we're bringing the sports and the physical activity and the mental health side of things. But it's kind of mixing in different circles and kind of raising your profile in different ways, which I think will allow us to become more sustainable for other people to know our values and to see again back to the very beginning that we are we're more than football. I know you've moved quite a few of the things online like your Zoom workouts and things like that. What changes did you make during lockdown that you're going to be keeping post lockdown? I think there will be that blend to classes online yeah yoga uh, hit classes zumba whatever that might be. I think that could work. I wonder if we're all going to be traveling around the country down to London to go to kind of networking events if we've all been using Teams and Zoom for the last year. I I think that um, we're in a kind of a human game here. This is about human connections. It's about trust. It's about respect, especially if you're kind of talking to people around fundraising and trying to engage them in your work. There is a level that you miss when you're not physically in that room with them. So I don't think that will ever get replaced. But I do wonder if, yeah, for some meetings, we'll just 
just be online and, and calling people up. So there are some things that can maybe make us a bit more efficient, effective, travel cost, all that side of things. But yeah, I think when it comes down to it, it's about being around supporting people and doing a lot of that in a face-to-face way. And finally, from me, so for other organisations who are working with communities or for other community foundations, do you have any advice, tips, or can you share any wisdom? I would say trust your gut. This might sound like I'm having a go and I don't mean it to sound like that. But when you look around at government decisions, when you look around at the the things that are going well or the messes that are going around in other walks of life, then you think, oh, that should be done really, really well. But it's not. It's kind of things are going wrong. We're all just humans, aren't we? We're all just making decisions and we're making them either at the right time or slightly early or slightly late. I think that's been a real thing for this pandemic is about the lag. And yeah, we made that decision quite early on in the pandemic and lockdown to with the decisions that we were making to make them hard and to make them fast. So if that meant a kind of unpleasant restructuring conversation or if we needed to make a change from delivery to online delivery, it was making that decision, being decisive about it and doing it nice and quickly. Thanks to Ian Boyd from Notts County Foundation. And a huge thanks to you two for listening, supporting and sharing the inspiring stories we've discovered in communities around the UK. Although this is the final episode of this series of Then One Day, you can still keep up to date with Power to Change and this podcast. Just follow us on Twitter. We're at People's Biz. That's spelt People's B-I-Z. This podcast was brought to you by Power to Change and produced by Pixiu. I'm Veronica Gordon. Thanks for listening.